As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. Hour number two, live in Los Angeles. It's the herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Jimmy Johnson next hour. Nick Wright in five minutes. It's good to have you here. He'll give us his thoughts on the Kadarius Tony. A little bit offsides. Um, yeah, it happens. You know what? I, I, I really don't think... I mean, I think there's two teams in the NFL right now that look exceptional. And then I think there's about 8 to 12 teams that are all bunched together, and that's, that's not a bad thing. I think, I think this is, you know, as you get to the end of a season, you look back and go, well, the officiating hasn't been good. That's an annual criticism. And there's too many backup quarterbacks. Over 50 quarterbacks played last year. The good news is I do think the NFL, Roger Goodell, is a listener. He will listen to the hues and cries of his fans on the officiating. Hopefully at some point they address the full-time officials debate. And the second thing is we are producing more good quarterbacks, high school, college, and pros. Um, the, the guys get hurt. It's a reality of it. Starters get hurt. Backups get hurt. It's just... But the thing is, we have more good offensive coaches. So Shanahan last year won with Brock Purdy. And he, he won with Garoppolo. And, and you got Dayball winning with Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones. So this is not 1980 defensive coaching football where once you lose your starter, you're done. Cincinnati looks viable. Indy looks viable. Uh, the Giants aren't going to make the playoffs. I think they're only one game out of the playoffs. They, they've got a, sh- a shot. So... I mean, at least now we have innovative offensive coaching, so if you go to a backup, there's a lot of these coaches. McVay won a game with one practice with Baker, and Kevin O'Connell won a game with no practices with Josh Dobbs. Like, the coaching right now is really smart. They're, the offensive coach in the NFL is, Dayball's one of them, is outstanding. And I think Matt LaFleur's one of them. They're just a young Packer team that had an off night. Yeah, totally agree. I like how Cowherd opened up with a, a, a little bit offsides. <laughs> Inches. Just a little, he was a little offsides. All right, here we go. It's the Herd Hierarchy, our top 10 teams in the NFL. 
Herd Hierarchy. Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams according to college. Number 10. Listen, what do you want me to do with Detroit? They're reeling. They're still 9-4, and four, and they still have the number three offense in the league. What do you want me to do? Bail on them? Um, I like Jared Goff. I think their offensive line's excellent. They can run the football. They've gotten very turnover prone in the last three to four weeks, and that's an issue. I do not think they're a great team, but they are 8-1 and one when they allow 28 or fewer. Now, they're not doing that much lately, but I think Chicago, I think they bounce back and play a very, very good football game uh, against Denver. I got them at 10. Number 9. Miami, what do you want me to do? It's an offensive league. They're 8-0 and oh when Tyreek Hill has over 100 yards. And we've got a lack of corners in the NFL, so he's going to have over 100 yards several times before the end of the season. They're the number one offense and the number one passing offense. I love Tyreek. I love their coach. I like Tua. I thought their defense last night at the end of the game was not very good, but I can't bail on, even though they're the the, the tanning salon of the NFL, great briefly and then disappear, I'm going to stick with Miami at nine. Number eight. I think the Rams are underrated. First team to lead the Ravens in the fourth quarter of the season. To, to, to take, you know, they had a lead, right? Hold a lead. Um, I think their offense is playing well. I think McVay's having one of his best seasons. I think Stafford now is mostly healthy. Cooper Cup never is. But Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, the running back, I think it's a really good offense. The defense is Aaron Donald, who gets double and triple teamed, and a bunch of kids, but their draft picks have hit. I don't think this team, it would not shock me if they won a playoff game. Matt Stafford leads the NFL with 10 touchdowns over the last three games. He's getting good protection. And he is playing great football. Most underrated team in the league is the Rams. I have them at eight. Number seven. I mean, Kevin Stefanski deserves credit. Cleveland at seven. They've used four different quarterbacks. I can't believe how good Joe Flacco is. <laughs> I can't believe it. He was on the couch. They're three and one against teams that currently lead their division. It's a really good football team. Now, with Joe Flacco, there's a ceiling. There's an offensive ceiling. But, I mean, if you watch that Jaguars game, they push those guys around for three quarters. Cleveland at seven. Number six. Listen, Philadelphia is getting beat badly, but it's Lee sits by the Niners in Dallas. They're not losing the schlubs. This is a good football team that's got some fatigue. They play the Cowboys, and then the Chiefs, and then the Niners, and then the Bills, and then the Cowboys. And now they get a Monday night game, Seahawks, a bit of a break. I still think... Their defense has gotten exposed, but I also think huge snap counts in some of these games. Their defense is on the field too much because the offense is struggling. I think they right the ship starting with Seattle next week. Number five. Buffalo. You know, listen, again, what am I supposed to do? They have arguably the best athlete in the world playing quarterback, and they are 7-0 after a bye with Sean McDermott, who I've been highly critical of. I don't like the fact that Gabe Davis didn't have any catches. I don't like the fact they don't have a consistent run game. But, I mean, Josh Allen leads the NFL in total yards. It's just they're productive. He is a playmaker. And I, I, you, you get to this point in the season, you can't bury teams because they have a bad Sunday. I got Josh Allen. You've always got a chance with Josh Allen.
number four. Kansas City. Yes, they've lost three of four. What do you want me to do? I think Rasheed Rice has now established himself as a number one wide receiver. He's a kid, but he's good. Uh, the defense is going to get healthier. Listen, they're a toe-off sides from beating Buffalo. They're a bad call against Green Bay from potentially tying it up. It is a young team. There are growing pains, but they've got a very easy schedule going forward. Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, who now don't have Justin Herbert. Remember, Brady's Super Bowl in Tampa. Remember down the stretch, they got a scheduling break. They got some momentum, created some inertia. I think Kansas City's fine. And you know I always think the final four teams can win the Super Bowl. Number three. Baltimore, I move them up a spot. They didn't play particularly great against the Rams, but some of that is the Rams. Number one rushing offense. There's a lot to like about this team. I, I think Lamar Jackson has become a much better situational passer and much more patient than anybody wants to give him credit for. Uh, Flowers is a wildly entertaining and talented speed guy on the outside. I like the organization. I like Harbaugh. Their defense allows less than 18 points a game. I think Baltimore is a really good team and will end up in the AFC Championship. Number two. Dallas. Never really loved Dallas. There's Now they've got a great kicker, so that takes some of my concerns about situational football and Mike McCarthy away. Send him out to kick a 58-yarder. That really is a, that's a real deal there in Dallas. That takes away a lot of those go-for-it, not-go-for-it moments. Just send the kicker out and get three points. They're, and I also think their offensive line is a mix of old and new. Their receiving core, old and new. Uh, there's a lot to like. I think since the bye... They've been a different football team. you got to give Mike McCarthy credit, and I've always liked Dak, never loved him. This year, I love him. Number one. I mean, what are we talking about? They're 17-0 are the Niners when Purdy, McCaffrey, and Debo are healthy, including the playoffs. 17-0. It is easily the best roster. And Purdy now in his second year of starting games has grown. There's not a lot of criticisms here. There's, there really isn't. I've even had to acknowledge with Brock Purdy, he makes too many big-time throws to not be considered a franchise quarterback. And they just don't lose games. I'm going to tell you something. I, I think it's remarkable that they have attempted the fewest passes in the NFL and are third in passing yards. They are hyper-efficient with playmakers everywhere. And when they're healthy, cross your fingers because blowouts ensue. There you go, Nick Wright joining us live, first things first. So my theme today is what do you want me to do with these teams that have bad Sundays? I can't bail on Miami or Detroit. they got good quarter. I mean, you look at the. what do you make of my list? Well, I think the hierarchy is maybe, you know, it's rounding into form the way I hope my Chiefs do in the final month of the season. Uh, I I can't disagree with any of it. I Like, the Chiefs uh, deserve to be where they are. They're, you know, you could have them lower. I understand that. The only team that I think people are going to raise their eyebrows about with your rankings is Philly. But the fact of the matter is this. Philly doesn't have a mediocre defense. They don't even have a bad defense. <laughs> they have a horrible defense, Colin. They are bottom five defensively in everything that matters. In points, in yards, in pass defense, in third down defense, in red zone defense. We have had 57 NFL or Super Bowl champions. 
53 of them have had a defense at league average or better. The worst defense to ever win a Super Bowl was the 2011 Giants, and this Philly defense is markedly worse than that one. And the reason that I think Philly should be really concerned is defensively, some of these issues existed last year. If you remember last year, yeah. they, they were historic from a sacking the quarterback perspective, the most in 35 seasons. But at, despite that, every time they played a big-time quarterback, that guy moved the football and put up big numbers, except for Trevor early in the year in a downpour. And so I think for two years now, Philly has had a defensive issue. This year, they're not getting you know the historic sack rate. And I think everyone can move the ball on them. Because of that, I agree with your hierarchy entirely. And one little, you said it almost as a throwaway about the Cowboys kicker. I do think it's interesting, your top four. You have Butker, one of the three best kickers in the league. You have Justin Tucker, the best kicker in NFL history. This kid on the Cowboys, who seems to be spectacular, and then a rookie question mark in San Francisco, and I wonder how much that could matter because those other teams all have either in Butker and uh, Tucker, the two of the best kickers in the league, and the Cowboys guy this week had one of the best kicking games I've ever seen. <laughs> he was just just from 60 out, no, never a doubt with seemingly ease. So I think that's an interesting point you raised. Yeah, I think Mike McCarthy's situational football concerns me, and he takes away some of that. So, yeah. um, I, you know, yesterday. It's like I could think two things at the same time. Kadarius Tony was offsides, but I do think officials late in games could be more instructive and say, hey, D Ford or Kadarius Tony, guys, let's get it lined up. And I said this with my kids. I, I try to put my kids in situations to succeed. They don't always succeed, but I want to give them the best chance to succeed. And I do think officials sometimes should go, guys, get behind the ball. But I, but I acknowledge it was a mistake, and Tony makes a lot of them. Where do you land on it? So it was definitely a mistake, and Tony makes a lot of them. The frustration from Kansas City comes from a number of places. One is, and credit where it's due, Dan Orlovsky is the one that pointed this out. Kadarius Tony lined up in that alignment, either on you know the left or right side of the ball, that far past the line of scrimmage, six times on Sunday and they didn't flag it or warn him or any of the above any of the times until the last one. That is where the anger comes from. If the officials want to argue it's so blatant we have to call it, he had done the exact thing five times prior and it's not an issue till there's 90 seconds left in the game. Last night, Jalen Waddle was lined up in that exact positioning. This is a penalty that, while against the rules, historically is not called. Right. In the 2021 season, it was called once all year. Last season, it was called twice all year. Now, after the game, the official on NBC said it's a point of emphasis this year. It's been called 11 times. That is accurate, but in my opinion, misleading, because I looked it up. Going into this weekend, it had been called 11 times, but eight of those 11 were on offensive linemen in tush-push situations where, yes, they're looking at it, yes, it would gain you an advantage, and yes, that is a new thing kind of this year. It had been called on wide receivers before Sunday three times all year. So that's where the frustration comes from. And yeah. if you were the Chiefs, and last week, not Reed, not Mahomes, not anyone blamed the refs 
when there was a blatantly missed DPI, I think the frustration bubbles up because it's like, okay, so you guys can miss a game-changing obvious call, but then find, you know, a game-changing, I didn't, no one noticed it in real time call. With all that said, they've got to be better and they've got to be smarter. And the team that really might be most damaged by that call are teams fighting for a wild card spot because the Bills are now alive once again when they would have been dead without that flag. So, you know, I, I thought this is uh, an interesting thought, I think. I think the Packers are a good team that just, you know, were a favorite Monday night football, beat the Chiefs, got into their fields a little bit. They thought they were a little better than they were, but I think sure. they're good. But you could argue that the Packers are better this year than last year at this time. They're a very twitchy, athletic team and tough to defend. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, without Aaron Rodgers, is crushing. Dak is having his best year. And it is interesting, with great quarterbacks, there is usually a wake. I mean, good God, how long did Denver take to find Elway's replacement? How long Miami to face Marino's? Even Aaron Rodgers post-Farve was 6-10. and 10. And it is, I, I'm just going to throw this out there because you've always had strong thoughts. I, we all know Aaron's talented. There is no wake in Green Bay. There is no wake for McCarthy. Aaron's the one that's in the worst spot. And it, and it leads me to the Cowboy thing. I watched the Cowboys and McCarthy, and I'm like, maybe we blame the wrong guy in Green Bay. McCarthy looks, this offense looks exceptional. So McCarthy's biggest problem is his biggest weakness is the one that we get to see on Sundays. The coaches who are most unfairly maligned historically are coaches who are great schematically or game plan or motivationally during the week that we don't see and then their biggest weakness is clocker game management this was you know what bedeviled Andy Reid his entire career until Mahomes came in to fix some things he was objectively excellent at things that we don't necessarily see what goes into it getting players to buy in yeah. you know what I mean being a, a guy that players trust yeah and obviously the schematics but his clock management and timeout management was so bad and we see that every Sunday a similar thing I think has happened with McCarthy I mean I talked to Greg Jennings almost every day on the show and he it's not just because he won a Super Bowl with McCarthy Greg won a Super Bowl with Aaron and is critical of Aaron and he has for years said that Mike McCarthy does not get the credit that he deserves and it's because the weakness was you know what I mean was uh, on such loud display yeah. now as far as Aaron at this point you, you talk sometimes about winning the divorce and right now I, I don't know that the Packers are winning but I do know that Aaron is not and I do know that that his final year in Green Bay seemed to be kind of stillborn from the beginning and now obviously the Jets tenure, tenure hasn't gotten off the ground and there's and he still seems to be you know putting out there oh I might come back at some point this season and I don't know who that narrative benefits at all so I listen I was a seller on Aaron Rodgers Jets tenure before the Achilles injury I'm certainly a seller after watching that offense perform all season long and watching how the, the personnel management and the coaching has gone for them this season. You know, the Brock Purdy's interesting because, I, you know, I was thinking about this, is that um, two things can be true. 
that he we have a history from Romo, Brady, Kurt Warner, undrafted or late round guys become great. And also sure. and also Debo, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Kittle, Shanahan are spectacular, Hall of Famers. And I this yep. weekend I watched Purdy. And I've said before, he makes too many good throws not to be good. He's a good player. But you know good player. But I when you're seventeen and zero, when all these guys are healthy, will there be a point that you and I go, okay, maybe he's very good. That two things are true. I don't think so. Okay, you don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. Here, listen, here's what I think. Because I, 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 I agree with you. He's good, which means I was. He's better than I thought he he was. There's no doubt about that. But I, I was watching Tua last night struggle mightily. The moment Tyree Kill is either off the field or banged up, and I couldn't help but think about Brock Purdy. And Colin, I, I'm going to oversimplify it, but to me, there are three buckets you can put NFL quarterbacks in. There's the just can't play bucket. Yeah. And they might have a game, they might even have a month, but it doesn't matter whether they can be drafted as high as Mariota or Trubisky or Darnold or Zach. Over a long enough sample, it is very, very clear that they cannot be winning players. There is then the bucket the vast majority of these guys fall into. They're good, and they are going to mirror their exact situation. If they have bad infrastructure, they will look terrible. If they have okay infrastructure, they will look okay. And if they have great infrastructure, they will look great. I, that to me is Tua Tagovailoa. That is Brock Purdy. That was Baker Mayfield. That was Jimmy Garoppolo. We have seen it happen four separate times with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is the same guy. We have seen him be <laughs> awful with Fisher, go to a Super Bowl with the highest scoring team, be awful again, be good again, and now it looks like he's trending towards bad again because the offensive line isn't as good as it once was. He hasn't changed. He is a guy, he is a chameleon at quarterback, which is he will mirror his circumstances exactly. And then there is the bucket of guys that everyone is chasing. The true difference makers. The guys that if the situation is terrible, they will keep you in it. If the situation is mediocre, you are a contender. And if the situation is great, you will win championships. That is obviously Patrick Mahomes. That is Joe Burrow. That is why this year in the draft, Colin, while I didn't see the C.J. Stroud thing coming, I argued take Richardson over Bryce because Richardson at least has the chance to be one of those difference makers. I watched last night's game. And I know people will get mad at me for this, but I hope it proves it's not a Purdy-specific uh, opinion. And if I were told, hey, you're getting the 33rd NFL team, and we're not telling you the players who are on it, you can have either one of those quarterbacks moving forward, Will Levis or Tua, I would take a deep breath and take Levis because maybe he's going to be a difference maker. I know what Tua is. There is, and I know what, there's no shame in that. They are, it, you can win, in certain cases, you can win a championship with that. But we need to be honest about who the great players are. And the frustrating thing to me about the Purdy discourse is all of his actual great teammates they are whenever they are talked to by the media it's about Purdy. Trent Williams has to just keep answering questions about how great Purdy is. Christian McCaffrey does the same exact things. They 
they were asked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Why don't you think he gets the respect? And they said the same things they're saying now. Now, Purdy's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I do. I, I think that's obvious. But that doesn't mean these guys are the stars of their team, the MVPs of the league, or guaranteed hits in any environment. And that's what a star quarterback is. A star quarterback is a guy who, no matter the environment, you are going to be in the room of contention, and in the right environment, you are going to be a perennial favorite. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, we've seen a lot of guys like this, and I think everyone deep down knows it, but for some reason, Reason they think it's like unfair to say it, whether it's about Tua in reference to Tyreek or Brock Purdy in reference to the five all pros he has on offense. Uh, finally, we got about 90 seconds left. I think the in-season tournament's a bigger deal than people subscribe to. Not a ratings or a revenue deal. But I said this a year ago. If NBA was March Madness, single game elimination, I think LeBron, I'd take him over everybody but Jokic. The Lakers went 7-0 and in in-season tournament games. I'd take him over Luka. I'd take him over Tatum. I'd take him over Giannis. I would take him over everybody except Jokic. The minute, the minute LeBron was given an opportunity to have March Madness in the NBA, single games, he dominates. And I, and I, and yep. I, thought, I, said, I, said, I believe it. I think he's the second-best player in the league still in a so one-game, well-rested situation. That, you know, it's so funny you say that because after, I don't know which game of the in-season tournament it was, I, the, we talked about it on the show, I, I gave a slightly different scenario, which is you have a playoff series tied 2-2, Colin. Yeah. And games 5, 6, and 7 go Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Two days off between it, and every player in the league is healthy. Nikola Jokic is the number one pick of the draft. Yep. And after that, the oldest player in the league <laughs> with the most minutes of anyone ever is at least being discussed alongside peak of his prime top 20 all-time Giannis. Entering his prime will be top 20 all-time Luka. Defending MVP Joel Embiid, I don't think there's a person in the world that in those circumstances right now would take Embiid over soon-to-be 39 years old LeBron James. It is remarkable. That now there are real questions about the durability and about fatigue yes, and about yes. all those things. But that exact scenario of, I, and that's why to me, and I'll, and I'll leave it here because I know we're late. I was so interested in these in-season tournament elimination games because I know it's not a ring like a real championship. I understand all of that. But this was the first time we have seen LeBron fully healthy in a playoff format since the title. Because the year after the title with the Lakers, yep. he had Solomon Hill had sprained his ankle, and last year he had the broken foot that he was dealing with. And, and LeBron showed us that once again, even as he approaches 39 years old here in two weeks, that he is, there are not three guys in the league you'd rather have if they're fully functional. It's totally remarkable. Yep, Nick Wright. Great seeing you as always. First things first on fire. By the way, there's a nice billboard out here in Los Angeles on the road. with Nick Oh, and they put it up! Yeah. Oh, take a picture. Oh, I bullied them into doing it. Did they take yours down? That'll make it even more satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I think they did, actually. And yours is, yes! and yours is yes! cool. I'll give you credit. It's cool. You uh, and Brew and Wild Drive. Awesome. It's great.
All right, buddy. Good Thank you. Me. See you, Colin. Yeah, I mean, they had to throw mine into the dumpster, but nonetheless, I'm happy for the guys. Is mine up there? Or no, no, no. Still no? no okay. so Even though I'm hosting tomorrow, no, no billboard. No, yeah. no. It's just not. It's a bummer. No, we'll, we'll, Maybe one day, a boy can dream. <laughs> That's right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zinn Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zinn create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zinn is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, Just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at Zinn.com slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, good to have you in. Let's not waste any time. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I don't want to bemoan the fact that the Dolphins cost me money last night, but holy hell, 14-point lead with three minutes left and you blow it? I mean, just what an embarrassment for Mike McDaniel. After the game, uh, McDaniel said the entire team is taking the blame, but he's hoping they'll use it as motivation. It's a humbling game, uh, and you, you, you think that... Um, you're a, you're a good football team, but then each and every week you have to you have to prove that on the field, and you can't take anything for granted. So, um, that, you know, you, you don't right now. It feels terrible, um, but that's that's everything that we'll be trying to do uh, moving forward because you, you, they they can be very 
these types of losses can be very galvanizing, but it takes um, literally every person. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think there's a truth. Tyree kills great, they win. Tyree kills hurt or not, they lose. That led literally their 8-0 when he's great, 1-4 when he's not. So they're very Tyreek dependent, just like Buffalo's highly Josh Allen dependent. Those teams don't win Super Bowls. But they can with a scheduling break or get a home game here and there. You can win playoff games. But, I mean, Buffalo and Miami are dependent on one great player. Colin, I'll go back to what I said first hour. They, they have an uphill climb to the playoffs despite being 9-4. and four, Okay? They will be they, – if they beat the Jets, they'll be fine. But we don't know about Tyreek Hill. They're going to be underdogs in the two games after that. What's the Jets' line, by First the way? Dallas at Baltimore. They're underdogs in those. And then the Buffalo game, I don't know. I got to look it up on the app real quick. But uh, I think I saw nine earlier. But again, if you take that, you're assuming Tyreek killed playing. They lost. Um, Waddle went down early. They lost Xavier Howard. Well, they had most. They, they got I, guy got banged up in the first five minutes. I went to their injury report, game time injury report. They had like seven starters yeah. out. And remember, Tennessee was missing their best defensive lineman living in the backfield last night. Just, it was a massive. I don't think Dolphins fans understand how big that loss is, Colin. I will. I'm going to look up the odds. Dolphins to miss the playoffs just to see. At nine and four, it sounds crazy, but if you look at the. I'm telling you, Cleveland Browns will sneak in and maybe pass them as a wild card team. The schedule is brutal. They're, are they beating Dallas right now? Oh, God, no. No, they don't match up with Dallas. And going to Baltimore, we don't know what the weather's going to be like on New Year's Eve. Well, that- Baltimore's great, so I don't. They, 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 they can compete. They're, they're, listen, we Baltimore's got secondary issues, so Tyree could have a big Sunday. So, or whatever day that's on. <laughs> it is on Sunday. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Miami Dolphins fans, uh, get nervous. It's official. Uh, next up. North Carolina QB Drake May, projected as a top five pick, will skip his team's bowl game and declare for the draft. Uh, He completed 63% of his passes, 3,600 yards. Look at that rifle. He's a good player. He's inconsistent, but he's a really good player. Uh, 33 touchdowns, nine picks. Yeah, uh, inconsistent throw to a bunch of guys who aren't going to be in the pros. Now, they got uh, Tez Walker, who showed up, um, and he was very good. I mean, he throws a beautiful ball. He's a tall kid, moves okay. I mean, he's a top-five pick. He's a good-looking player. People are going to slam dunk Caleb Williams as number one. I'm I'm not ready to go there. A lot of it depends on who the coach is. Oh, there's no question. You get these old-school coaches who want the pocket passer, they're going to go Drake May. Okay, we will see what happens in Chicago. I don't know, man. Very interesting. We'll see if anybody trades. Well, right now up. we know. We, okay, let, let me go through the mock draft until you don't agree with me. Caleb Williams won. No, disagreement, but we'll see. It's early. Go ahead. Um, Drake May, too. Now, that is a slam dunk for Belichick. Drake May, perfect. Okay, we're not going to do trades here. Okay. Marvin Harrison, third. Okay. Left tackle, Penn State, to the commander's four. They don't have a quarterback, Colin. You take a left tackle over, say, Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix? I think or... they like Sam Howell. Who? It ain't Rivera. He's not going to be the coach. Well, I, but I think, I mean, you're asking you... me, I would take Michael Penix. Penix at four? Or, or, or Jaden Daniels. I'd take a quarterback. Your injury, uh, your uh, health team or whatever they're called, the medical staff is going to come back and be like, red flags galore on Penix. Uh, again, great quarterback, but the injury history. Okay, so you think Washington's taking a quarterback? I just keep an eye on Jaden. You heard the Glazer report this weekend? Jaden Daniels in play as a top ten pick. That was oh, I tried I don't to tell think, you guys last week. Yeah, I think it'd be crazy yeah. not to pick him as a top ten. Why pick. don't you take it before? Well, because I have other issues, and I can get a generational left tackle. What's the biggest issue if you don't have one in the league? <laughs> well, but I, I, again, this is where I go back and forth. We do know 
half the quarterbacks in the first round will fail. Okay, that left tackle for Penn State, they are saying that is one of the best left tackles in a decade. Okay. Okay, that's not going to fail. And if I fail at quarterback, I'm back to the same issue I had last year. There are, like Marvin Harrison is a can't miss. The Penn State tackle is a can't miss. All those quarterbacks could miss. All right. So I, I think when you're an average team and you have a functional quarterback, go get an absolute lock. Right. So uh, let's go to number five, Bears. I don't know how much more. I think the best defensive player available, Bears. A rush end, I would go five, Bears. Best defensive Kid player. Kid FSU is very good. Yeah, he's, an, I, he's an animal coming off the edge. So that's, that's – and I th- then I think the rest of those teams have to I – mean, if you're the New York Giants with Brian Dable winning with Tommy DeVito, am I not considering taking a quarterback with how good well, they're Dable? They're playing their way out of the best ones. And by the way, the Jets – as of now, we're technically ahead of the Giants in the draft. And the Jets, they need a quarterback. I know you think Aaron Rodgers... No, Rogers they need won. a left tackle. Bad. Aaron's 40. They got to get that left tackle solved. wait to talk. Oh, by the way, Raiders just skipped six. We skipped over them. Aiden O'Connell ain't the guy. They're, taking, the a cor- they're taking a quarterback. There you go. Uh, all right, final story. Lakers won the first ever in-season tournament last weekend. They've decided to commemorate the victory by, wait for it, hanging a banner yeah. at Crypto. The banner will have a different shape and color than their gold NBA titles. I don't have a They will also uh, be just one banner for the 2023 win and any other in-season tournament wins in the future. The team will unveil it December 18th at a home game. Uh, where are you on the banner? I know some people, you know, the jackals listen, on the internet. Are like, I, listen, oh, here's the thing. Hockey, baseball, and the NBA, and, and college basketball. Nobody watches their regular season. At least the NBA is trying new stuff. And the rating for the final game is the highest non-Christmas regular season rating I read in like five years. Really? I yeah, didn't see. That's awesome. On a yeah. Saturday night, Pacers, Lakers? Yeah, somebody said, I, I apologize, I forget who did it. So nobody's watching regular season baseball. Nobody's watching college basketball regular season. Nobody's watching hockey regular season. NBA is trying some stuff out. Yeah. Dude, we were. Uh, I was at my son's volleyball tournament at the LA Convention Center. And as soon as the match ended, they're like, a bunch of parents were like, hey, Lakers game starts at 530. Yes. Can we get to a bar? Yeah. And we all like went and watched it. Yeah. It was like, it was fun. It was excitement. I thought it, I, listen, I don't know what it did for the revenue. And, and, you know, the money's good for like your your players 9 through 15 or 8 through 15. But I will say this, LeBron was into it. And if the star players in the league appeared to be into it, it gave us a good handful of games that mattered. You know who doesn't like it? The same guys who still claim Jordan's better than LeBron. Well, and 80s NBA was better than today. <laughs> and the 90s NBA was... I mean, the expansion era 90s are a joke, but I don't want to go off on a tangent. I'll no. save that for tomorrow when you're not here. I, I'm not... I don't think it was a home run. But from a ratings perspective, it had a couple of big hits. I thought it looked different. And again... College football regular season ratings in the NFL are fantastic. We know the Olympics and the World Cup, these every four-year events, are fantastic. We know women's basketball is growing in relevance. But most regular seasons from MLS to NHL to baseball to NBA struggle, a lot of it's because the iPhone. We are more distracted than ever. There's more, you know, TikTok phone. And so these leagues are struggling to figure out how to get fans to watch in non-urgent situations, regular season. So the NBA said, let's create something that feels more urgent. I appreciate the effort. I watched two or three of these games, and I thought they were fun. I'm with you. But you're not a grumpy guy. I'm usually happy. I mean, yeah. just ticked off at the Dolphins. <laughs> they ruined what was a perfect night last night for me. I, you don't even have to tell me who you bet. I can tell your mood in your first update based on how the game went. Uh, that's not good. Well, 
It is what it is. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-367. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Saturday on Fox Primetime Hoops, the Big East and SEC collide as Alabama battles 8th-ranked Creighton at 7.30 Eastern, only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. All right, so uh, I've seen Tom Brady throw his iPad and scream at coaches. I've seen Peyton Manning yell at Jeff Saturday, and I've seen... Patrick Mahomes scream at Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid and the officials, and I'm okay with all of it. It's sports. It's competitive. It's on TV. It's passionate. 
There's a lot of this stuff that went on for years. We just didn't have as many cameras. I'm okay with it. Here's Patrick Mahomes kind of stepping back off his moment of frustration after the game with Josh Allen and with the officials. I care, man. I love it. I love this game. I love my teammates, and I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. But obviously, can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. So I probably regret acting like that. But more than anything, I regret the way I acted towards Josh after the game because he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he was upset. They got hosed the week before on a, uh, a pass interference call that wasn't called. Packer fans, they did. It was a terrible call. <laughs> probably the worst call of the season. Uh, this one, as Nick Wright pointed out earlier, Kadarius Tony had been offsides multiple times. They never called it until the end, at least be consistent. So, like, I get it. People get frustrated. The thing is, though, they can't bail on Kadarius Tony because they need him. After Rasheed Rice, he's their most explosive receiver. And Travis Kelsey is seemingly limping at some point in every game. So they, they can't move that. They have an issue. They're trying to solve it. I think they're getting closer. But it's an imperfect team. The margins have been shrinking. Andy Reid talked about Kadarius Tony. They can't give up on him. Normally, he looks over to the sideline and just gets an okay. Um, and on that one, he just happened not to. So that would be the coaching point. Just okay. make sure you check. Make sure you check with the guy on the on the side just to see if you're aligned. I mean, he's not lining up offsides on purpose. He makes plays when he has the ball in his hand, and um, and that. That that's the important part. He's a young guy. I mean, he, this is he doesn't have it. He's not coming to us with a ton of experience. So, um, but I think he's getting better uh, every week. They're fine. I don't trust the Jags. Last night, I don't trust Miami. I don't trust Buffalo. <laughs> I trust Baltimore right now and Kansas City eventually to figure it out. So I think Baltimore and Kansas City are going to meet in the AFC Championship. I don't think it's a Super Bowl winning year. I think it is potentially for Dallas and San Francisco and maybe Baltimore. But I think Kansas City, you know, Den right now, Dallas is really good. Baltimore is really good. And the Niners are really good. And the Chiefs are trying to figure some stuff out to get to really good. And I think that's a pretty easy way to describe this league. We have three really good teams, Dallas, Niners, Baltimore. And then one team that could potentially be very good, probably not this year, trying to figure it out. But I think we have a top three that's indisputable. Whatever order you want to go, Niners, Cowboys, Ravens. All I'm saying is if I have to pick a fourth team in the entire league, I'm going to trust Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, and the GM. I trust their history in big spots to figure out problems and create solutions. Three teams are good enough to win today. Kansas City, I think, will be good enough to get there, but I don't think they can beat the Niners and Cowboys. I kind of feel the same way about Philadelphia. The difference is I think Mahomes is better than Jalen Hurts, and I do think Reed's better than Nick Sirianni. So at some point, Philly and Kansas City are very similar, right? Like Kansas City eventually has the better defense. It's banged up right now. But the O-line for Kansas City, Mahomes doesn't trust. The receivers don't trust. But I think the top of the league is very, very clear right now. Three really, really elite teams. And then I just trust Kansas City more than everybody else. That's an interesting take because the Niners and the Cowboys have quarterbacks who haven't proven anything in the postseason yet. Anything. Dak has how many playoff wins? Like, I don't know. I, this idea that they have great quarterbacks. Mm, Dak's pretty good. Up for the, pretty good this season. Jimmy Johnson, around the corner. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.